Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports! Welcome to Not Quite Scottish Imports, your podcast for fashions and trends in Highlander, the TV show, and sometimes the movies. I'm Tammy with my co-host Brad. Hi, Brad. Hey. Uh, We do not have a Claire this week. No. She's probably still stuck on a bus somewhere. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Claire's having some public transportation issues, and boy, do we understand that one. Truth. (laughs) I mean, maybe that country should pay people properly. Ugh. I will say, uh, as Brad was doing some public transportation back in the day in our fair city of Orlando, and could have uh, could tell you many many stories. I, yeah, Orlando is <laughs> not a city built for public transit at all, <laughs> at all. Where our dear friend Brad got blocked, I think, from the Lynx Twitter account. I did. I did. <laughs> That's still like. It brings me such joy. I don't know why. It's just so it's funny. It's one of my only blocks. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> of all things, you get blocked from that. But uh, my child is also learning to use public transportation as uh, she's not gotten her driver's license and will be going to class in the middle of our day, our work day. So um, she may be taking public transportation home. And in her first day learning to ride public transportation, <laughs> the bus left them. <laughs> Just drove right by them yeah. at one of the stops. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Good thing you saw that because that's normal. <laughs> that's what they do. But uh, yeah, I almost texted you, Brad, to be like, yeah, they're, they're waiting for the bus. And it just drove right by them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, all that to say, let's just talk about this episode, Blind Faith, and get through it. Um, let's start with 60 second summary. All right. All of our names are in a device. I don't even remember what happened. So I hope it's not me. <laughs> oh boy. Alexa. Open 60-second summary. Okay, let me pick. Brad. Oh, you motherfucker. That was a close one. That was a close one. I I gotta be I gotta be getting some numbers here on this fucking list. Uh, you are let's let me add blind faith on here. You are twenty-four, my friend. Uh to my twenty-one and Claire's fifteen. I will remind you folks <clears throat> that uh Claire only has fifteen because she's also like taken over some of ours like i think two or three times so she's really at like a 12 i mean this is this that's that's crazy this is a scandal this is a technological scandal (laughs) i blame jeff bezos and the only the only repping only way we can possibly be compensated for this is to have his head on a pike Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, somebody get I on agree. that, please. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Are are we encouraging violence against sure. Jeff Bezos on this podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Murder him, please. Him and the Elon Musks of the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honestly, just take a li- list of the richest people and just start going down the list. Yeah. And I say Elon Musk, not even just for being rich. He's just a fucking Ooh. terrible human being. Yeah, he is. He's trash. He's like Pure an trash. actual real life monster. Even if he had zero dollars, yeah. he's still a monster. So Yeah. All right. So that's that's your um <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's the part of the, the podcast where we want people murdered. Won't be the last time, guys. Maybe not even in this episode. Mm. <laughs> All right. Brad, why don't you tell me about this episode? Why don't you do it? 
in exactly 60 seconds Ugh. without going ridiculously over under. And you can talk about anything you want. Uh, you know, you can talk about what they're wearing. You can talk about good versus evil. <laughs> you can talk about freeze frames. Mm. <gasps> oh, the things you could talk about, Brad. So many things. But uh, you need to do it within, within that 60 seconds uh, without going ridiculously over or under because then you will be... I don't know. Immortal God Jump. <laughs> like, oh. He really, he was really pulling some fast shit there. <laughs> being an immortal God. Yeah. All right. Take a breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. All right. This is Blind Faith. So uh, we got this like a uh, religious dude, whatever. He <laughs> like gets hit by a car. Uh, he goes to the hospital and operating. And I'm just like, oh, he's dead now. I did all I could do. <laughs> and she goes out and tells everybody. But then he comes out in the hallway because guess what? He's an immortal. Big shock. Um, I was surprised because I thought it was going to be like he was a new immortal. But no, he's been an immortal. Whatever. Duncan knows him. He's a complete douchebag. He sold Duncan out to the fascists in the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. And then in Cambodia. Yeah. By the way, him and Duncan were both apparently with the U.S. Army in Cambodia. A lot of questions there. Uh, but he left a bunch of uh, of children and a nun to be killed by the Khmer Rouge. Um, so he's absolute trash. But now he's turned around. And Duncan's like, no, you haven't. You're a monster. And he's like, no, I've turned around. And he maybe has. Who knows? I, it doesn't matter. It's not enough. He's a piece of shit. So, uh, yeah, in the end, he, he doesn't die. But he has a follower who's nuts. That's the up. <laughs> 60 seconds. Great job. <laughs> that children scene. I, I was like, why are we not killing him in this episode? <laughs> the, yeah. Also, why haven't we accidentally killed Anne in an episode? <laughs> oh, God. She, she's still like... <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? A couple episodes they broke up and the writers were like, oh yeah, we realized yeah. we made a huge mistake, boy. We, yeah. you know, we, we, we realize, you know, sometimes you think it's going to work and it doesn't work. Like, what were you assholes talking about? Yeah, what were you talking she's about? she's still fucking here as his girlfriend. Maybe you guys forgot that you kind of undid everything you did. When does she go away? I swear it was like some of the episodes she's in is like not until next season. So uh, when does yeah. she fucking go away? Like, I, just on I, the fact on IMDb, like when you pull up this episode, it says stars Adrian Paul, Stan Kirsch, Lisa Howard. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. No. Like, no, she is not a star of the show. She is somehow on the show. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about some fun facts. Guess what, guys? There's nothing on IMDb. Like, literally, like, nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Um, really not much to mention as far as cut lines either. Because even some of the cut lines they had were just said later on in that same scene. They just really kind of moved around some of the lines or reworded them. So not really cut lines. And the DVD extras... Also, real stupid this time. Like, there's no fun... Like, usually I get some story, like, behind-the-scenes story or something. Or, like, here's how we made X, Y, and Z. Like, really nothing. All of the DVD extras were... The um, Jillian Horvath, who's the executive script coordinator, and Bill Panzer, who's the executive producer, and David Abramowitz, um, all just talking about what the episode was about, which is this idea of like, 
a douchebag and now he supposedly has changed his ways and do we kill him or not? Which is what the episode is. So you're telling me no information huh. <laughs> at all. I mean, it's a um, good, good premise for an episode. Absolutely. And and there are there are things that I'm like, I don't I don't know. I feel like this is me every week. Like if they had went further with certain things, yeah. like maybe this would have been better. Um, I didn't think it was uh, still didn't think it was as bad as I, I actually went in thinking mm-hmm. it was going to be. Agreed. But maybe it's because I had a very low bar for what this episode was going to be. So I yeah. don't know. And both. Um, Flashbacks. I'm always like, oh god, what side's Duncan on? <laughs> That's it. I was very concerned with the flash flashbacks. I mean, I, these are pretty safe. I mean, yeah, I, we'll talk about Cambodia, but um, <laughs> I at least Spanish Civil War. I was like, okay, all right, well, it's yeah. kind of hard to fuck that one over, like, but yeah, but I just, I, you never know. I don't trust these writers. This is not no. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. I trusted those writers. Like, yeah. I trusted. They, they, they were like, they were '90s writers, right? But also, like, I trusted the gentle touch that they added to things, right? But th- I don't trust the writers of Highlander no. for, for flashback shit. Yeah. I just don't. So no, I was shocked there, that it, there is they a did okay. lack of historical competence with oh, the Highlander God. writers. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't know if it's just, like, 90s writers, you know, 90s dudes in a writing room. I mean... I don't know. Or is it just, yeah. like, that 90s lens and, like, this is what we did on TV? But again, Quantum Leap was in the 90s, and I felt like they did a, a pretty good job on yeah. a lot of things. Um, But today, I would say this is white liberal bullshit is a lot of things that they do so it's a lot of like centrist like kind of both sidesy is what they do to Mm -hmm. me when i'm watching it yeah and it's Um, also that 90s like end of history bullshit yes like that definitely seeps in yeah yeah but yeah i I also was not like okay like (laughs) offended like i have been in some other episodes yeah no 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 i mean cambodia i got questions but yeah 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 i i think i didn't focus as much on the cambodia stuff only because i was so focused on how horrific this killing this these children were and he just fucking left them with duncan screaming like please take the children and i was like oh my god this scene Uh, yeah so Uh, i think that was really where my (laughs) like i couldn't think about anything else with that scene um but yeah we'll we'll definitely get there so much to talk about there (laughs) and then uh as far as desi reviews he he thought the episode was fine he he did like the idea like this uh you know of a is there a way to redeem yourself? But not only that, we've seen it previously with Darius. Yeah. So Darius supposedly, you know, killed a bazillion people, was super violent. But then the thing with Darius is he had a specific quickening that changed him, whereas this guy didn't. So where is that line? And so what- this, so uh, I think what you're saying is this guy is a better guy than Darius. I guess. Well, and he's also not <laughs> hiding. I mean, but he is <laughs> acting like he's God. So there is that. So I don't know. There's there's, there's a lot yeah, to unpack yeah. in this episode. Um, but I did like the line in Dusty Reviews where he said, um, since she is still on the show for some reason, how does this all go with Anne after all? And I just love it because I'm like, yeah, I don't know why she's still on this show either, Dusty. I don't know why. It's so weird. How? Yeah. How? Like, they broke them up for a reason. Yeah. It was. It's not a, a will they, won't they. It's uh, we got rid of her, thankfully. 
Yeah. And like, I, I'm, fu- I, I mean, I'm not happy to see her just because the, the, they have made me hate this person so fucking much yeah. that I don't even want a hospital scene because I know she'll be there. Of course. Whereas like, if they had ended it early on, I'd be like, oh, that's fun. We get to see Anne again because she works at the hospital. So, okay. Like, she's in and out of the show. Cool. Whatevs. Like, I would have been fine with that. But I hate her so much. I do not want a hospital scene ever again. <laughs> like, because it will always remind me of her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and oh, also Dusty uh, was talking a little bit about Duncan working through problems by playing chess and that he really wants Duncan's chess piece, chess set. So I'm like, oh, I didn't really take oh, candor. It's a, really so. cool, it's a good chess set. Yeah. So I, I figured you would be someone who also would notice that. So I was like, oh, that's fun. Um <laughs> Uh, but he did feel that the episode was kind of predictable as far as the bad guy immortal going in a different direction and then kind of having like one of his sidekicks turn out to be, you know, the guy killing people. So, um, but really that's it, which is very light as far as I'm concerned for what I normally have. So uh, that's all I got. So Brad, over to you. What happened the day this episode aired? Oh guys, there's so many things. It is Monday, February 13th, 1995. Oh, Monday the 13th, eh? Ooh. Ooh, the scariest day <laughs> if you're Garfield. Um, uh, on this day, oh wow, hacker Kevin Mitnick is arrested by the FBI and charged <laughs> with penetrating some of the United States' most most secure computer systems, though there's some weird formatting on this website. Um, oh. But yeah, that was, I definitely remember that. That was cool. Um, also, on this day, Taiwan's deadliest fire at a karaoke restaurant kills 64 people. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awful. Um, Colin Ferguson is convicted of six counts of murder for the December 93 Long Island Railroad shooting and later received a 25-year sentence for each of the murders. Wow. Uh, oh, there is more. You're um, just... Got a good time rolling through this these news. I'm telling you, it's. I mean, we started off. We started off on a high. We started off yeah, with Kevin yeah. Bendick. That was yeah. a goodie. Um, so, um <laughs> boy, <laughs> so looking for something that's not wildly depressing. <laughs> What a day! See? Monday the 13th. Scary. Hey, here we go, here we go. Um, nope, nope, never mind, I read that wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, a kid killed some far-right, oh, no, 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 a kid was killed by some far-right uh, National Front activist. Okay, that's not good. Um, oh my god. Hey, Steve Fawcett lands in Leader, Saskatchewan, Canada, becoming the first person to make a solo fight flight across the Pacific Ocean in a balloon. Wow. Ah, how about that? Wow. Yeah. Isn't there some kid now that's like cir- doing the circumference of the Earth and he's like 16 in a plane oh, by wow. himself? <laughs> Sorry, balloon guy, but Oof. I think this kid might outdo you. Ouch. Shot down. <laughs> Speaking of shot down, no, I'm not reading any of this. Uh, there's a prison mutiny. It was not good. Um, also, uh, on this day, uh, Wilton Bogey Gaynor, the saxophonist, died. I just like the fact that his name wasn't Bogey. Oh, Bogey Gainer. Um, that is a fun name. Yeah, just wanted to say that. Uh, um, also, top song in the U.S. TLC, TLC Creep in the U.K. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion, Think Twice. 
Wow, they really like their Celine Dion. No shaking things up. We're just sticking with it. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but what movies were in the theaters? Great question. Uh, a couple of new movies. Uh, number one spot, Billy Madison. Wow. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that being pleasant. I don't know if it'll hold up, but, you know, it doesn't need to. No, no, it, it was fun at the time. Yeah, plenty of movies that are completely disposable. Yep. Um, number two, The Quick and the Dead. I vaguely mm. remember that. Um, three, Legends of the Fall. Still hanging on. Wow. Four, Boys on the Side. Five, Dumb and Dumber. Six, wow. Nobody's Fool. Seven, In the Mouth of Madness. Eight, Murder in the First. Nine, The Jerky Boys. And coming in at the ten spot, Highlander, The Final Dimension. <laughs> Wow. Still still around, though. Still around. Still around. And, and doing better than quite a few things, including a couple of new movies, uh, Shallow Grave and Through the Olive Trees. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Congratulations, Highlander. The final dimension, whatever that means, um, a.k.a. <laughs> the Sorcerer. But uh, what was on TV? Do we have anything? I mean, we got all of our regular friends, of course. We got Melrose Place. We got Models, Inc. We got Fresh Prince. We have Blossom. We got Nanny, Dave's World, Murphy Brown, Sybil, Coach, whatever. Fine. But uh, I got a couple of things here. We got a TV movie, Texas Justice Part 2. Texas Justice Part 2? That's correct. Texas Justice. Um, This is... Not that one. (laughs) Wrong link. Where are you? Um, A Houston lawyer defends oilman T. Cullen Davis for the 1976 slayings and related conspiracy. Mm. So, and this has got... We got got Peter Strauss. We got Heather Locklear. We got Dennis Franz. Um, Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. So, you know. All right. That's something. Um, also, have have what's happening on UPN? This this upstart little network. Uh, <laughs> it's the sixth episode of Star Trek Voyager: The Cloud. And I looked this one up. Man, I have I, like the most standard, fair-sounding episode of Star Trek I've ever heard of. Like it's like they uh, they go into a nebula and there's it's alive and they gotta fix it because they damaged it and. I don't know, Neelix does some things. I, it sounds like a very boring episode. No thank you. Um, and of course, following that, we got more Platypus Man and Pigsty. Two shows wow. that no one could give a fuck no. about. No, not at all. Um, also, NBC's showing Sister Act. So, there's that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, that's what's that's what's on TV. It's a lot of stuff, though. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Well, what else is on TV is Highlander that we're, we're, we watched today. Yeah. <laughs> Or between yesterday and today, I guess. <laughs> Claire did not watch it, just so everyone is aware. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Slacker. Just sitting on a bus, not watching Highlander. Have <laughs> you thought about maybe putting the episode of Highlander on your phone and watching it on the bus? <laughs> Hi, Claire. Okay. <laughs> you ready to, to dip into this one? Sure. Episode Blind Faith. All right. So... We start off with, what is his name in the beginning? It's Kieran. Like, the beer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, real, like, Jesus vibes, right? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, this is uh, played by Richard Lynch, who's been in, like, absolutely everything on the fucking yeah. planet. Yeah, I mean, everything. Yeah. I thought he was good in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's good, he's good. Yeah. Um, but he is, he's blessing people, and uh, real... <laughs> I feel okay. So, 
The transcript calls this gentleman that he is blessing a derelict. Judgy? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, well, is that necessary? Huh. Transcript people. <laughs> um, anyway, that that guy, uh, I think it was Matthews walking across the street, right? So I was walking across the street um. that, uh... Kieran saves there. Yeah, that's who it is. So Matthew starts walking across the street. A car comes out of nowhere. Actually, the car's just driving down the road. It's not coming out of nowhere. No. I made that up. Um, <laughs> and Matthew is about to get hit by the car, except Kieran runs over. And when I watched it, I thought <laughs> that Kieran pushed Matthew into yeah, traffic. That's certainly what it looks like. <laughs> Okay, good, because I was like, that's a very yeah. strange way this was filmed. But he was pushing him out of traffic. Yeah. I, so I didn't realize it was actually him that, uh, like, they should have done more with that. Like, if that maybe they should have mentioned, like, that's why he's so, like, you know, protective, because he fucking saved his life. Yeah. But then uh-huh. like, ah, didn't bother. All right. Nope. Nope. Yeah, and the car kind of, like, skids. But yeah, I mean, it really yeah. does look like he threw him into the street. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so the car hits Kieran, uh, which means we have to go to the fucking hospital. Oof. Where Anne pops out of a room somewhere. <laughs> um, a lot of lot of hosp- TV hospital talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they're just worried about this guy. They're doing compressions. They're using the paddles, all the things. All the TV hospital things they're, mm-hmm. they're doing to save a person. Yeah. And Anne, of course, is, like, in all of it. Um, but she does not save him. Or so she thinks. Well, she clearly doesn't. He just happens to be immortal. She does not save him. She lets him die. Can we talk about the guy in the waiting room with the mustache that's got, like, the little tiny hospital coffee and he's, like, he's, 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 like doing a little shaky hands? What, what, um... I'm looking at 3 minutes 35 seconds. He's he's doing some he's doing some shaky hand acting that I'm like, sir, <laughs> get out of here. Is that the guy? I think he was tapping on the chair earlier. No, yeah. I think that's a. Is, oh, is that the same guy? Yeah, it was. It was his hand ta- tapping on the oh, chair earlier. God, hey guy. They just have him doing all of down. the waiting room. Oh no, no, you're right. It was the other guy sitting next to him, or near him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this is shaky hands. Yeah, good old shaky hands with and Matthews hugging a jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what like, the fuck is happening? Matthews real kooks. Uh, they they're laying down the seats for that. Soups early. Yeah. Again, if they had just said, like, uh, he saved my life, like, I would be, like, if they just mentioned that, I... No, yeah, no. Like, they, no, no. at least it would have given something, but instead it's just like, oh no, he's just kooks. So Anne comes out and tells Matthew he's died? Like, who is Matthew to him? Why Why are you telling anybody's business, Anne? Well, I assume Matthew's, like, the main, his main guy. Is he? Does he have it in writing somewhere? Like... I, I just feel like just because you're in a waiting room doesn't mean you get information about someone's status. Yeah. I just find it weird. But maybe it's well, just because I, I question everything Anne does yeah, at all times. I agree, but like, if <laughs> you know that like he's like some religious guy and that he's got yeah. like some of his people there. It's not like you can not tell them that he died. Yeah. <laughs> just like, they're like, hey, is there any word yet? Word on what? Um, Kieran? Oh, oh, he died like five hours ago. <laughs> You didn't know? Um, but yeah, so she she says he didn't make it. They did everything that they could. And then Matthew says, John Kieran can't die. And he looks over Anne's shoulder. Gasps are heard around the world as Kieran walks back down the hallway. 
it's like okay um god i hate Anne so much and i hate her face Ugh. Mm-hmm. correct um matthew also oddly like touches his teeth i don't why is he doing that oh he's a real weirdo i don't know if you know this i mean i guess that hair should give it away <laughs> But yeah, when Kieran walks in, he like is like touching his teeth. I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah. Oh, he's sorry. He's like really shoves his finger up there. God, he does. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. Uh, Kieran walks out like he's the living dead. It's. Yeah, I mean, but I think, you know... He, he, he did just get hit by a car. Also, so. you hired Richard Lynch. Like, he's, yeah, he's yeah. always going to come off as super creepy. Yeah. Um, Anne is like, what the fuck? Um, so she goes to see her fr- special friend, Duncan. Um, I think casual sweater Anne is another decent Anne look. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not too tight. It's not too loose. It's a nice sweater. Yeah. I mean, it's 90s tucked into the jeans. That's yeah. fine. It's fine. And her jeans are not too tight where they look like we can show off like how ridiculously thin her legs are. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I don't know what Duncan's got going on. That robe just... is not... Yeah. Like... I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He's rubbing our shoulders. That's gross. I don't like them touching or being in the same room or her being in the episode. So. No, it's not. It's not good. Yep. But she's over there tell- telling him, like, uh, this dude was fucking dead. I did not save him. I do not know why he's alive now. It does I, not make sense. I mean, people, like, I I understand, like, she says later he had, like, you know, like, head injury and all this stuff. And, like, he... Yeah. I, okay, but, like, just this, like, cliche of he was dead. He was definitely... Well, that doesn't mean anything. Like, people can, like, yeah. be, you know, yep. clinically dead and Absolutely. their heart starts again. Like, that happens. Now, him, yep. like, getting up after all this injuries yeah that's shocking yeah it's not the fact that he came back from the dead because that's nothing that's yeah um he this is where uh Ant talks about john kieran is the leader of a church or an uh, um an ashram downtown and he's got the followers think it's a miracle resurrection um and Ant just is like you know so saying like this is ridiculous and i like duncan's like well he's alive like <laughs> So matter of fact, and does not give a shit about Anne's story. <laughs> yeah. I, why are they together? I have no clue. Besides the fact that they have no chemistry, clearly. Like, he does not give a shit about the story. <laughs> no. Like, I understand that's pro- this is probably the most attractive man that Anne's ever going to date. So yeah, I can that see. I, get. I sure. get that. I get that. But, like, he doesn't seem to like her. No. No. I mean, he, I, I, as he should, get annoyed at all of her questions at all times yeah like i get it but like why are you with her she's just going to have questions because you're an immortal like yeah and there is weirdness that happens around duncan that she's been around for so like i understand why she has questions but if he doesn't want her asking those questions he just needs to be done with her yeah like because it, it seems like he has resigned himself to not telling her i yeah. don't feel like it's a, i've got to wait you know no, x would amount you of time tell Anne? i wouldn't want to no. tell Anne. no it'd be a hassle yeah she's like the kind of person that'd want to do like medical tests on you oh yeah yeah so yeah i get i get it but i don't get why he's still with her at all um he just wakes up wakes up and she's cutting off his hands i want to see if it grows back he's like it doesn't stop (laughs) it's the one thing for some reason that doesn't uh, heal uh richie and duncan are gonna go visit this kieran guy to see if he's an immortal uh richie looks nice he's wearing all black Mm mm-hmm Duncan is wearing a suede duster. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I just... 
Also, uh, is it freezing? He's got 50 layers on. I don't layers. I mean, I love layers, but... <laughs> yeah, it's too many. And it's in different shades of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. That, but that fucking, I, yeah. I, Richie's not wearing a duster. Like, why are you, why are you got no. so many weird dusters? No, Richie looks nice. I mean, the, the all black on Richie looks nice. Yeah. Um, he looks like a cool 90s dude. <laughs> I, so I can't even tell you how long into this episode. I was still thinking that this was like a new immortal situation. That Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I thought going into this. And I thought, I, I thought that up into the flashback. When we see him in the flashback, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But how's that? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So that's, that's what's happening here. But still for a second, I was like, wait, does he just look like the, the other guy? Like what's, I <laughs> did not, could not work it out. <laughs> nope. Old. Well, well, we'll talk about how old because you'll tell us soon. But uh, okay. So Duncan tells Richie that some of the rules of the game, one of the rules is that he can't be getting up after being dead in front of everyone. <laughs> That's a rule. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Like, how does that rule? How do you? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because and, and Richie, because Richie asks, he's like, what was he supposed to do? Like, how do you? Yeah. Do you just lie there and pretend to be dead forever? Like, what do you do? I mean, I do, now knowing that he, you know, is an immortal and knew he was an immortal. I'm like, yeah, you could have just like lied there and just moaned and been like, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. yeah, I'm I feel better. I don't know. <laughs> like, you don't have to get up and like pull all the devices off and, yeah, be able and to stroll also, through the hallway. Yeah, it's not like he's a new immortal at all. Yeah. So this is not the first time I'm sure that he's like died and come back in his immortal life. So he's not. <sighs> but yeah, I just like that's that he that uh, Duncan tells Richie, look, you just gotta figure it out. That's the rules. Um, <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got uh. Milchin and Matthew yelling at each other in the back. Uh, Milchin is the uh, newspaper guy trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Could have been Randy. Could have been Randy. <laughs> I can't imagine. If it was Randy and then Duncan came walking up. <laughs> she'd be like, why are you always around the weird things? <laughs> Same question, Randy. Why are you always around the weird things? <laughs> hey, Randy, you're shot. Bang, bang. <laughs> Um, Matthew says that, you know, don't you get it? John Kieran is for real. He saved people. He saved me. Um, oh, by this time also, Richie and Duncan have felt the buzz. So they, they definitely know they're dealing with an immortal. And now we get the ashram itself. And we've got all these banners on the wall. We've got a, a Judaism banner, a, a Buddhism banner. Somebody really spent a lot of money at Kinko's. <laughs> getting a lot of banners printed you could have just like got a coexist bumper sticker and like saved some money yeah yeah because these are like glossy banners oh yeah wow so he's doing with all these donations <laughs> you know what it costs to get a 20-foot banner printed yeah Ooh. i do like that there's all these like different religious banners and richie goes well he seems to have all the bases covered <laughs> nice um, and there's like kids, um, there's kids in there. There's just like, it's just, it's very, it looks like a cleaned up TV drug den. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very creepy. Why yeah. is it so dark? Yep. Why do these children, why must they read by candlelight? <laughs> um, and then you've got like kind of an inner room where Kieran is sitting where his line is, 
Each of us has within themselves the seeds of godliness. When we do an act of kindness and we and we forgive someone or ourselves, we see that reflection of godliness. Just a bunch of words. Out of here. Yeah. And I just like I can't deal with like immortals like like doing religious shit because like yeah you guys are like uh, like there's no religion talking about immortals chopping heads off so like you know if they have if none of these religions seem to know about that shit then why would you like have any respect for them because clearly it's all bullshit yeah also like it just unless you're trying to make money off of it which is what duncan's theory is of why he's doing this why are you like doing any of this like it just seems like such a fucking waste of of your immortal life (laughs) i don't know yeah i just feel like you could be doing any anything else um and also like that's your okay so just just so we're clear the episode is really about this idea of someone doing terrible shitty things which we're about to get into some of it in a sec here um and then being able to redeem themselves as an immortal which that's fine and that's a good premise Mm -hmm. but this guy the way he redeems himself himself is like leading a cult like i don't think that's redemption i mean well i think because we see the very beginning that he's like i don't know giving like food or money to that one guy so like theoretically you know yeah i think we're supposed to to believe that he's he's like this place is like a like a shelter and i i don't know that he's doing good works in theory but then they're also talking about like he's always talking about oh i've got to give my my sir i've got to give my speech or i've got to give the meditation like it's like i don't know this really seems to be a lot about about you yeah yeah which you know it's like granted i guess you're not handing people over to fascists i suppose but like you're still not doing good works yeah or you're do- sorry let me rephrase that you're doing good works with strings attached exactly right so uh, okay and, and like that that whole like with all the religion stuff you could you could either take that as like a i'm welcoming to everyone or you could take it as a, i'm uh i'm i'm willing to accept anyone into my cult as long as you realize i'm the one with the answers yeah which and is that, definitely that's how the it way reads. yeah that's how i i saw it and i mean also i mean come on you like you you definitely hired like richard lynch for a reason like he's yeah he's creepy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, speaking of Richard Lynch, um, okay. so Richard Lynch, um, I, he set himself on fire after taking LSD in 1967, which is what caused the permanent damage to his skin. Wow. Didn't know that. That's wild. I mean, great for his career, though, so it really worked out. <laughs> <laughs> but also terrifying. <laughs> he used it to his benefit. I mean, re- really got him a lot of work being a super creepy creep, but uh, ouch. I mean, if he hadn't done that, would he have been the villain of Puppet Master 3? Who knows? <laughs> um, I'm just reading some of, like, like, corpses are forever. The mummy's kiss. Uh, Ancient warriors. So much. Curse of the 49er. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like all of those movie titles he couldn't even be a part of if he didn't no, do that. No. Um, can we can we talk a little bit about about Mister Mister John Kieran, aka Cage? Um, yes. Well, I, I was just gonna say we're about to go in the flashback, and the way we do that is via <laughs> a candle that becomes huge flames and then an explosion. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, now go ahead and talk back. Sorry, sorry. Um, born in the year 701 in Metz, okay. Austria, in in 749, Cage was executed for raping and murdering a noble's wife. Whoa! He revived after his death and became immortal. He was taught the ways of immortals by Clovis. Um, at some point, he would face his first immortal, Marcus Constantine's mentor, Flavius Sulla, who took Sulla's head and quickening. He took his sword, which he regarded as a trophy. Throughout 1,200 years, Cage spread a legacy of murder, rape, betrayal, and thievery across three continents. Cool. Cool guy. What a great guy. Great but guy. he was born in 701, you said? 701, correct. So he, uh, he He's been trash Mei-Ling. for all that time. Yeah, absolutely. But he uh, bumps Mei-, Mei Ling off the list. Oh! Because she was 785. Oh. Which, by the way, um, real um, high drama on the list last week. I see. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, because as as we were recording, I got lost because um, Grayson, um, the numbers I had down, which I think were the numbers that were said in the episode, um, can conflict with this uh, wiki's numbers. So I'm not exactly sure where the hell Grayson falls on the list, um, whether it's uh, 325 or 193 when he was born. Wow. So we'll have to figure that out if someone gets close to those. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have we to just have to... make, we'll just have to come to a consensus and determine for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Mei Ling rips. <laughs> <laughs> Only one up. <laughs> he lasted one whole app. Well, Hey, maybe we'll find out somebody else's numbers are wrong and we can rearrange that as well. So <laughs> yeah. Cause I liked her. Yeah. She was great. Too Much bad. more than I like Cage, yeah. Kieran. Cage is the worst. Don't like him. No. He should have died this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duncan should have grown a spine and fucking killed him. I mean, but he changed in 1975. <laughs> Fuck off. After all of those years. Come I, on. I can't. I'm I, with I, Joe I, on this one. <laughs> I, we'll talk about that fucking se- I. Mm. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the Spanish Civil War, which is where we're at. Um, and let's talk about Duncan with his little mustache. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we meet a couple people. We meet, uh, well, we obviously we meet Cage. Everyone's wearing a beret. Everyone <laughs> is wearing a beret. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, I love Duncan's look, actually. Yeah. <laughs> let's be clear. I'm joking about his little tiny mustache. I love it all. I love the beret. His jacket is fan-fucking-tastic. I love that jacket. He's. I, I'm even okay with with a little turtle that he's got going on. I mean, <laughs> little, it's a little bit look. of fun. It's a solid look. Yeah. It's real cool. It, it, he looks badass. <laughs> I, was, I was shocked at myself for being like, all right, turtleneck, uh, I see it. See? I see it. See? <laughs> um, and we meet Timothy and Carlos are the, as the other guy. Um, so, Cage, this whole scene is just, he hates all these people. <laughs> he calls them foolish kids, they'll be dead in a week, and they just want to fight the fascists. So, yeah. <laughs> we've already got an issue where Cage thinks people who are, these children who are wanting to fight fascists is a bad thing. Yeah. And I mean, if you were going to say, oh, it's, you know, it's immortal, like, he's been through a ton of wars, it's like, a futility of war. Cool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, these kids are excited to go to war, which is never a good idea. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, But yeah, they're, no, they're excited to fight fascism like it's that's good um timothy's wants to be a capitalist 
Yeah, that's not so good. No. Don't like that. Not at all. And he's really excited about it. I'm like, wait, then I, I, why? It's very confusing to me because I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. Why is he against the fascists then? Yeah. Like, that's their whole thing. Yeah, because one, one of, I mean, and I, uh, he says it half joking, but also not. He says, yeah, I no. live to exploit the masses. And I'm like, what the fuck, Timothy? You're like, <laughs> I, I don't understand, like... And, and Carlo says, I keep trying to tell him he is the masses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, like, that's the truest conversation I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, trying exactly. to tell somebody that's, like, in favor of capitalism, hey, dummy, like, you're not. It's, yeah. they're against you. That, yeah. That's, that feels super real. But, like, I... It, during the Spanish Civil War, openly talking about we're fighting fascists. Yeah. And like, I, you, you, but you're on the side of capitalism. That's, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's 1923. There's, that's, I understand that as of, you know, in the 90s when this is being written, like, people, the understanding of uh, political groupings is much dumber and worse. Oh, yeah. And yeah. nobody knows what capitalism is or isn't. Yeah. And no one knows what fascism is or isn't. But, like, they definitely knew in 1923 because it was a current concern. Yeah. So are you all right with capitalism just as long as it's not intertwined with the state? How does that work? I, I really, I don't understand, Timothy. I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't, I'm like, I'm supposed to like this guy? Because, like, I think we're supposed to like him because that's who Duncan ends up trying. Yeah. Well, he thinks he's saving, but he's just carrying around his dead body. Like, the, <laughs> the reality is the end point of capitalism is fascism. Like yeah, Exactly. Yeah. There's no, like, you can try to mitigate it and do whatever to, to hold it off, but that's not what happens as we have seen over and over and over in everyday life. Yeah, I was gonna say, you mean like today? Yeah. Yesterday yeah. and the day before? Like, yeah. hey guys, just just to, just put on the record, we're recording from Florida in 2022, so... And you can pick whatever day in 2022 yeah. at this point. Any of them. Any of them. Like, like, the literal definition of fascism is the intertwining of capitalism and the state. It's the state becoming intermeshed with capitalism. That's what yeah. it is. That's... I. It, fascism doesn't mean bad thing. It it's the intertwining of capital and the state. Yep. And it's it's moving like I feel like it's moving at a breakneck speed, but it's not. It's just always been there and it's just becoming more prominent. That's really yeah. the difference. Because like every once in a while, like people that are anti-communist or anti-socialist will just say that, oh, socialism, socialism is just a step towards communism. And ideally, yes, but not necessarily, yeah. which is sad. Um, it should be like, I'm all for it. But like, it doesn't necessarily get you there. Uh, but like capitalism definitely leads to fascism yeah. like that's a that is just a fact like there's no other there's no other way for it to work yeah it's it's really yeah so i don't i don't understand this timothy guy no he is a real mystery um and i guess what we're also supposed to think is duncan and cage are from the newspaper yeah so there's a lot of in this following scene where they're like <laughs> where they're carrying around dynamite a lot of pictures being taken <laughs> oh yeah a lot of selfies this is for the grams later i don't know <laughs> 
Hi. Um, Duncan does have a history with the newspaper business, though, oh, yeah. as we know. So he's already worked at the newspaper long before this. Uh, I, do you think so. maybe just as an immortal, eventually you're like, well, I just want to like you know chronicle history because I'm going to be here for it. Like <laughs> he becomes a watcher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it, it turns out that yeah. immortals are better wa- better watchers than watchers well, are. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to last week when we really tried to figure out Watchers. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, um, the cage, cage like up and left somewhere, and um, Duncan's like, mm, I don't like this. Uh, this is something feels wrong because <laughs> Cage is sketchy. Yeah, it's a sketchy fucking dude. Um, and then soldiers show up, and Cage is clearly with these soldiers. Yeah. I mean, how how was he able to slip away so quickly to get back to them is my question. Yeah, I don't know. Like, give them the signal. Like, hit, like, had they... Does Carlos die in that, uh, in that explosion? I liked Carlos. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> we just don't see him after that. He's like, we see him putting the, helping with the, uh, what's it called? The dynamite. That's like the last we see of him. I don't know why we stick with Timothy, Timothy so long. <laughs> I... Probably because he's the white character and Carlos is the Latin character. <laughs> of course. Of course. Oh, 90s TV show. Mm-hmm. The cage's like, hey, I did it for the money. Ah, I'm evil. Oh, yeah. Carlos gets taken down right away. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. After the explosion, uh, you know, he runs into Cage and he's trying to ask Cage, like, what the fuck is happening? And Cage is like, look... <laughs> Doing it all for the dollars. I don't like to fight for a losing cause. I just ridiculous. So dumb. Yeah. Like you're immortal. He he like tells, why? Why bother? Yeah. He does tell Duncan, and this is what I think sticks with him, and why he thinks he's a fakey fake at the end is because Cage tells him that it's always about the money. I. I mean, you're an immortal. Like you <laughs> sell antiques. <laughs> yeah. Like again, it's so easy for immortals to have money. Like. Yeah. Mm. Just go, go look at, go get buried treasure. Like you can walk around <laughs> underwater. Just get all that buried treasure. Get all those shipwrecks. Oh my god, I love that idea. <laughs> Just finding all the buried treasure. That's great. Like, <laughs> like it turns out, like every immortal spent like a couple of years just walking around on the ocean floor. <laughs> To find treasures. Uh, I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? You get the time. Like, he turns out, oh, you run into another immortal under the water, and uh, you get to have a sword fight underwater. <laughs> that, like, I'm just thinking slow motion yeah, sword fight. be great. Have a weird underwater quickening. <laughs> the amount of fish that would oh, die with so all the electricity. Um, all right, so we, we're back in the present, and Duncan decides to confront him, <laughs> to, to confront Kieran. Um, and he tells Duncan he has a right to be angry, and Duncan says, what the fuck are you doing here? And Kieran just says, thinking, praying. Get Ugh. the fuck out of here, Kieran. <laughs> what a loser. And Duncan says, I'm playing Messiah, and Kieran says, it was not intentional. It's like, yeah, but you're still doing it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you're still a terrible person. You're, you're still a terrible person. Yeah. Like, okay, so this wasn't intentional, but you clearly know what it's like to come back to life and you chose to pretend like yeah i'm coming back from the dead like this he says it's not intentional but it's totally intentional yeah 
Um, he tells Duncan that, you know, these people need him. Ugh. And he's not in it for the Selfish profit. And Duncan's like, I don't believe that bullshit. They shouldn't. Duncan no. shouldn't. Duncan, w- this is an episode where Duncan was right. And he should have went with his instinct and just fucking killed him. Yeah. He got in his own head. I don't even know. Um, Matthew, of course, comes out of nowhere and is like, is he bothering you? It's like, no, Matthew, get the fuck out of here. God, Matthew, <laughs> get off my fucking dick already. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Duncan and Richie leave and Matthew's like, he's trouble. <laughs> uh, he wants to hurt you. Uh, I know that look. I've seen it before. Karen. And Karen... Oh, my Skype is making noises. Okay, that's good now. Uh, Kieran says, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. We're safe. Just a a weird old friend. Not like my weird new friend, Matthew. That would be you. Yeah. (laughs) Weirdest friend. (laughs) So back to the dojo, they get out of the car and Richie's like, so I take it you're not a fan of this guy. Um, and Richie says, so just how bad is he? And Duncan says, bad enough to kill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even now. Even now. Um, I like this scene with Joe at his bar and Richie and, uh, Duncan. I like, because Richie's, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, well, because they're not really telling Richie anything at first. Yeah, like, absolutely not. So... And all Richie is saying is, like, this guy, sure, he's kind of a weirdo acting like a messiah, but also he's giving back to the community, he's helping the poor, like, what the fuck is the problem here? Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it, Richie. You know, and, like, there has to be room for, you know, the possibility of people actually changing. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And this episode certainly is attempting to tell us that this guy has. I don't, I, the reasoning we will discuss for hours, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just, like, I... You're going to tell me, so from from 701 to 1975, absolute monster trash. Yeah. And then, like, he, no, but he's been, he's been good for, like, 20 years. I mean. I mean, I, geez. I. Uh, he's got to do more than what he's been doing, like, to tell yeah. me he's been good. And, and it's, uh, I almost sent you, okay, so, like, I like to spe- send gift spoilers now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spoilers be a gift. That really mean nothing until you've watched the episode. So I sent you guys a freeze frame gif, but I did also, potentially, I was going to send you one about cancel culture. Because <laughs> I was like, is that what they're, are, they, are we just talking about like, oh, we're going to, you know, is Richie like, well, oh. is this canceling this oh, guy? No. Are we canceling him? Why are we canceling him? <laughs> like, I felt like that could be the discussion now. And then someone saying like, okay, well, okay, but this person is actually like changing. Like, I, I just thought, like, if they wrote this episode today, that's what this episode would be about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joe just says that he's got hundreds of pages of history and the guy's a liar and a murdering son of a bitch. And uh, Richie says, well, now he runs a soup kitchen, a food bank, and he helps out half a dozen other places. Um, and he said, why would he be doing that? And Duncan said, money. That apparently when he was raised from the dead and he came back, the church collected a quarter of a million dollars in donations, which is wild. In the nineties to raise a quarter of a million dollars in like an afternoon. Like he's not been back that long. It's pretty crazy. All right. We flash back to 1937 again. 
Again, Duncan looks spiffy even without that little beret. That, I really like that jacket. I really yeah. want that jacket is probably what I'm going to say. It's like, I like that jacket so much. I would like to own it. Um, Timothy asked Duncan if he could deli- deliver this letter for him. Do we ever actually find out what's in the letter? Do we know if Duncan ever delivered that letter? No, we don't know. I mean... Because <laughs> he does take the letter. <laughs> yeah, of takes course it off he's, of dead, Timothy. Turns out he's just got like, a lot of shit to deliver. He's still got to deliver that ring. He's got to deliver... Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, what if we just have an episode of Duncan delivering things? <laughs> uh, Richie, I gotta run some errands. <laughs> some stuff I've just been putting off forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> deliver this letter. Uh, we got a ring. Uh, 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 a couple of packages. Uh, <laughs> uh, severed hand. Uh. Oh my God. Uh, so the truck is stopped, and then um, Cage says it's cheaper than free- feeding them, which is like to kill them off. Which I mean, uh, that is a true statement. To kill somebody would be cheaper than feeding them. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it depends on the price of ammo, I guess. True, true. Um, Duncan tries to talk talk Cage out of it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, Duncan says, there's more of us than there are of them. Just wait for my signal. We'll take them all down. Okay, it doesn't matter how many people you have if nobody has guns. Yeah. One gun counts as like five people. <laughs> Easy. Um. So Timothy is shot right away and... I don't know what Duncan's thinking. He's clearly dead, but Duncan picks him up and runs with him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Duncan's thinking very clearly at the no, moment. No, no. And they, like, hide in, like, a bush, and he says, We made it, Tim. They lost us. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, bad news, buddy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the dead, dead, dead. So he just takes Timothy's little letter and runs off with it. Never to be delivered. Uh, no, absolutely never. <laughs> Put that in the he box. Just has, it's part of his antiques collection. He's probably sold it by now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's all Duncan did. He just sold people's things. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think he's an antique shop? <laughs> oh my god. Duncan, come on. Ugh. So now we've got fucking Anne. Yeah. Oh yeah, his chest his chest set is really nice. It's very ornate. Yeah, this chest set and this uh, um this uh I guess candle thing? This yeah. light? Yeah. That's nice. Like that. Duncan, you're fancy. Yeah. And then he's got uh, some wine and cheese and fruit. All the fruit. Way too yeah. much fruit for two people. Yeah, yeah. And no one's eating a damn thing. It's like that cheese is going to get melty so close to those candles. Wait, is that a whole, is that a coconut? These have a fucking coconut, like an actual okay, coconut on the hold table. On, hold on. I'm not seeing the coconut yet, but I, okay. So, so far I've seen a, a whole thing of grapes, like a whole oh, yeah. thing of grapes, cut up melon, I don't know. I don't think that's a coconut. I think that's like some kind of like weird bowl he's got back there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that looks like a fucking. Oh, well, and next to him is a stone. That's oh, the same that's, stone that's... he was staring okay. at last episode. Uh, that's what I thought was the coconut. All right. Okay. But on the other side of those melon and grapes, there is this weird bowl that just looks oh, like yeah, it's yeah. a chip yes. stone. No, so. that, yeah, that's a bowl. But yeah. like the thing next to Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that stone. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So while while they're playing chess on his ornate ornate chess with his ornate chess pieces, which is very nice, I did not notice it. So yeah, it's very nice. Um, Anne has done some digging on John Kieran. Ugh. Why? It's not your fucking stop business. It. Just stop it. So she has found that John Kieran has no medical history. 
And then she tells Duncan, so are you two related? What the fuck, Anne? Get out of here. Ugh. And then says, what do you know about him? Oh, it, like literally these two things are not the same. Hey, 90s vest, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old 90s vest. Such a 90s vest. I can't. Um, I can't with her. Like, just yeah. fuck off. Like, stop prying to everybody's shit. Like, and then she says, oh. she makes it seem like it's his problem because she goes, oh, oh, is this one of those things I need to drop? It's like, yeah, because it's not fucking about you. God. So I just, I, like, Anne is like, Anne has looked up the medical history of every person she's ever met. Like, if she goes back to her hometown, like, she runs into, like, somebody from high school in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah, like, absolutely. oh, hey, sor- sorry about your husband's infertility. <laughs> It's her version of, like, cyber-stalking someone. Absolutely. <laughs> Pre-cyber-stalking, there was Anne looking up everyone's medical oh. records. Oh. And calling them out on it. <laughs> yeah. So you got a nose job. Wow, that's oh. great. Hey, I, you know, you should be careful, though. That could interact with the, with that medication you're taking, um, you know, when you go under for that. So be careful. Yeah. And I didn't tell you any of that. Well, I looked. <laughs> I'm a doctor, you know. Yeah, we all know. Uh, we all know Anne. A- Anne is the reason we have HIPAA. <laughs> Seriously. So I guess thank you, Anne. <laughs> oh, guys, it's so great to see you at the reunion. Hey, you know, I don't. I thought we'd be doing like a fundraiser or something for Gerald. He has AIDS. <laughs> Are we gonna do a fundraiser? Oh, you guys didn't know? Oh, didn't know? Oh, you hadn't told anyone? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, you should. You should tell people. Tell everyone, Gerald. Ugh, God, I hate her so much. I hate her so much. Hey, Laura, sorry about the herpes. <laughs> oh my God. That made it seem like Anne gave it to Laura. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anne needs to get out of here. Yeah, I hate her. Um, I hate her so then- much. This is again why, like, where Duncan talks about, uh, what's his face, um, uh, Cage Kieran taking a quarter of a million dollars in the past 24 hours. That is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Anne says, well, I heard he gave it all back to charity, so if it's fraud, why would he be doing something like that? So. Publicity, notoriety, fame. Yeah. Um, Brad, please let me know about Cambodia, because, okay, first of all, let's just talk about how we get into the flashback. <laughs> We're at the chess table. We're looking at all the chess pieces. And then a small hole happens in the middle of one of the chess pieces and expands. Two children screaming and running. Yeah. Yeah. I... (laughs) It's like, oh my god. It's a lot. Um, I, I I got a lot of questions about what's Duncan doing in Cambodia? <laughs> Why is he there? I mean, we see we see him here like rescuing this nun and these children. Sure, cool. But he's wearing military fatigues. Yeah, absolutely. He's is. there yep. with the US Army, it mm-hmm. would seem. Unless he's somehow undercover and pretending to be a military person, which I doubt, because it's 1975. Um, so, I... Uh... Also, uh, Dusty Reviews brought this up, and I didn't say anything because I knew we would get here eventually. But this is 1975. This is only five... Like, all of this trauma happens five years before he meets Tessa. Yeah. 
Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, that's yeah. We didn't talk about the other one either. Um, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go um, ahead. To go back to 1937, when uh, when we're talking about the uh, Spanish Civil War, um, a year before that, he was in Berlin and um, where Amanda was doing that uh, cabaret shit. And <laughs> she looked uh, spicy. Huh, oh, though? super, super foxy. Um, and then, so a year after that is when uh, Duncan got uh, um, uh, fucked over by uh, uh, Voschen and uh, with the oh, KGB. So right. like, so for like two years in a row. Like, Duncan's just getting screwed over by people. Yes. Yikes. And then, uh, um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, after that, then, yeah, he's giving the photos. To, like, it's a lot of shit happening right in this period of time for Duncan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, five, this is 75, five years before he meets Tessa. Wow. Um, and before this, the most recent thing we have is 1954. Wow. Yeah, so they're, they're going to have to fill in a lot between 54 and 75. Yeah. I want to see Duncan in the 60s. What's happening? Yeah. That's, that's a, that is something I definitely, I bet he's all, because we're writing this in the 90s, so you know they're going to be douchebags, and he's going to be anti-hippie or something crazy. Oh, no. I need a Duncan to be a hippie. I need hippie Duncan. Oh, he's, no, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be, he's going to make some joke about long hairs, and we're going to cut back to the present where he has long hair. Oh, no. That's going to make me so sad. I know. It's going to be upsetting. But remember, Duncan is usually the worst. Yeah, I know. Oh, that makes me so sad. I really just assumed he was a hippie just because of his hair. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I was like, it would be so easy to make him a hippie. I mean, it would be great. But I just got a feeling the way they write this character. Yeah. Like, he's kind of a douchebag. Like, I want Duncan at Woodstock. (laughs) Um, Let's just say, um, I I don't know if he was a hippie. But I know he's in Cambodia in 1975 yeah. with the U.S. military, so, um, yeah. Don't know if he's gonna be a hippie because he seems to be in Cambodia in 1975 for some reason. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, this scene is horrific. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that it can't be a pleasant scene. I get it. I <laughs> yeah. get it. it. You know. Yeah. It is really. All. I. I, I have much more to say about the, about the about the later scene, but uh, yeah, this is this is horrific. I mean, it's like a cliche of terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got this nun, um, like, they come across, like, a plane that's obviously, the pilot's dead, there's no way, that it's just wreckage at this point, it's not like they can get this plane up and flying. Um, Duncan, okay, this is kind of wild, because the whole thing, like, this, where Cage is, is in a helicopter, near-ish, Duncan feels his buzz. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's too far away. <laughs> That's just me personally. I think it's too far away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Let's see. Uh, the nun is given up, by the way. <laughs> she says, it's useless. Um, and, and Duncan's like trying to get her to move on. But um, FYI, it was useless. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's going on with Cage's uniform? Like, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Did, did 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 he did he get one that was that was did he get one that was made wrong? Like why are the why are the pockets like at angles like that? That seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> like did did he did he buy the discount uniform? Like, <laughs> I mean, clearly him and Duncan are in two different kinds of of camo, which I don't yeah don't know what that I means. I don't get it. But his is also weird. Yeah. I mean, also he's just like you know he's an older man with a weird body shape that. Looks weird in this uniform, <laughs> but 
Also, those pockets being, like, jutting out at weird angles is not helping anybody. Um, alright, so, Cage is there, but he has a- and he's got the chopper, and Duncan tells him, like, Hey, um, you know, why don't you take these children? Well, he's there to export goods, he's there to export heroin. Because he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says, I- he tells Duncan, I see you're still playing the saint of lost causes. I, I, you took the side of the fascists. <laughs> like, they. Th- that wasn't. That. What? <laughs> I guess because he's trying to help children? I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, I guess if you want to be real specific about the people he's trying to help, sure. But. I think I, that's. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, I don't. I, I, I need to know more about what the both of you are doing in Cambodia and how you got there, seemingly with the U.S. military. So, I whatever. I'm very confused. Yeah, because I feel like we would want them to be on, like, opposite sides or something. If we're just playing this idea of both of them, whatever. Cage always being in the wrong, and we want to put Duncan in a white hat, and he's always good or whatever. But, like, they're not... I don't, I don't know. They're both terrible. In the scene. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but then we're, we yeah, are I, I trying mean, to make it very specific where Duncan you, is there to try and help save these children. I don't children. know what you would do in Cambodia, though. Like, this. I, I, I don't know how you make a good guy and a bad guy in Cambodia in 1975. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess this is the best you can do. One guy's trying to help save a nun and some children, and another guy's, like, you know, gonna let them die. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that's that's you, all they. But you have but to why? use you have to use pure '90s brain and remove all politics and all context from the situation for it to make sense and just look yeah. at the surface of what's happening in the scene. But I, if you go any farther than that, everything starts to get very confusing. Yeah, like they could have chosen any other time frame at all. <laughs> it's it's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Cage is like or or Duncan is like hey can you like save these kids at least just take them with you on your heroin run (laughs) and Cage is like nope bye and we just have this scene of Duncan running after Cage yelling at him to take the kids yeah I mean it's really terrible I mean it is a terrible scene it's awful it's absolutely awful and like this should have been the end of it like there shouldn't have been that other scene oh god the other scene is yeah the other scene is stupid as fuck Um, and then Duncan I guess dies by uh, landing on a mine so he can't he can no longer run with the children he wasn't really protecting them I don't know what he was doing Uh, yeah I mean, he was trying to get him to the plane that was chopped into pieces somehow. I don't quite understand what happened to that plane. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-mm. All right. Then we're back at the ashram with uh, Matthew talking to Kieran, telling him that he's got to protect himself. You know, people are always out there trying to hurt you. And Kieran's like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I Please, can be hit by just, a car. I'm good. Yeah, but just let me, let me just protect you and just... Let me let me just pat your head and I uh, let me touch your teeth. Um, mm, mm, oh no! Mm, mm. Hey, you know I. If you want, I'll give you the shirt off my back. It's gonna look more not weird than the shirt on your back because your shirt looks very weird, by the way. But I still love you. <laughs> it does. It's, his pants are so high. <laughs> I mean, is 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 Cage like dressed like for prison? Like, what is happening? <laughs> 
it really, yeah, it's very much prison wear. Um, yeah, so Duncan shows up and Karen goes to talk to him. Uh, Matthew does not want him to do that. And uh, they go take a walk and um, and they're out in the courtyard. And so I guess, is this considered holy ground still? Apparently. I, my question is, the, they've got the, the loosest they've got this, holy ground. <laughs> yeah. They've got this nice little uh, courtyard area. Why aren't they using this more instead of that creepy ass building yeah. covered in newspaper? <laughs> we have some outdoor service. Yeah, like they're little rats in a cage. Very weird. Yeah. Um, you know, Karen says, "Look, we we're immortals. We've lived an amazing life. We should like teach people things." Mm-hmm. And Duncan goes, "Oh, teach them about money and murder." Karen's like, "And redemption and forgiveness, man." <laughs> I, like you've been on the wrong side of everything since up until 1975. I. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Uh, but he says he studied with Buddhist monks in Cambodia. Cool. <laughs> FYI. Um, and he's learned a lot of wisdom and humanity. And uh, Kieran just says he stole John Kieran's name. So he, t- he took his name to honor the guy <laughs> who he stole his name from. Yeah. His cage died when I became Kieran. Just kind of weird. <sighs> Stop being so dramatic, fool. Yeah. Um, Duncan says, hey, we're immortals. We're not supposed to be playing God or his messenger. And uh, Kieran says, look, look, I did not mean to come back to life in that hospital the way I did <laughs> and walk around, which it, I call bullshit on. Yeah, absolutely. I call you bullshit. pulled an IV out of your arm and got up and walked into the hallway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Duncan says, everything you say is a lie. And he's like, well... We should be forgiven. God, God forgives us. You, I, <laughs> how do you believe in gods? You're fucking magical immortals. Just, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And Duncan even, even says, he's like, well, maybe God has forgiven you, but I sure haven't. Except clearly he does. Like, I don't, ugh. I mean, you shouldn't forgive him. Really? I mean, <laughs> like, you don't have to forgive people. No. Like, I, forgiveness, like, people always talk about like, oh, you should forgive. Should be, nah, not necessarily. No, it's not required. Yeah. It's not required. Never yeah. have to forgive anyone for anything like like i yeah uh, to me it's it's what is that doing for you is it going to help you then then do it and you never have to tell that person by the way even if you do you never have to say anything to that individual absolutely as long as it's for you and it's helping you and it and it can it can be helpful sure but you don't have to also and like to ask if it's gonna be negatively impact you by doing that then don't do that (laughs) yeah and if if it's an imposition on you to forgive someone then you aren't forgiving them you are just like like letting them have something that they don't deserve and they're being selfish fucks for wanting it. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here with that shit. Yeah, I I find it uh that's like a a trope, you know, that we've it's it's not just on TV. It's just a, a life trope mm-hmm. this idea of forgiveness that it's just like it's so much more complex than just saying to forgive or not forgive somebody. And and to simplify it is troubling mm-hmm. and they do it all the time on tv yeah um and in in life actually in meme form <laughs> so, Oy, so good. um all right we've also i had totally forgotten by this point about the newspaper guy but oh, yeah. he's outside the dojo and he's making some real problems he's saying he wants to talk to duncan about uh what's his face and uh cage kieran and duncan is like no thank you 
And he's like, mm, I think this Duncan guy knows more than he's letting on. Um, and then for some reason, Anne is visiting Karen. Ugh. Why? Get out of this episode already. <sighs> I mean, better episode, like he is starting like a cult for purely selfish reasons and yeah. Anne gets pulled in. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure what her shirt is doing here also. She's got five shirts on. One of them I yeah. really don't understand. She's got one that's just like it lo- she looks a regular r- collared shirt. And then she's got like this white top thing that is just like buttoned to the side. Just like one button. Uh, yeah. And I don't understand. Is it a sweater under her jacket? I, I think it's her Dr. No outfit from that other episode. Um, yeah. Under a coat. It's like three kinds of coats. I think she's wearing yeah. nothing but coats. Different kinds. <laughs> Of coats. <laughs> the coatception. <laughs> when she gets back to Duncan's um, later, it's gonna be real sexy. Hey, I'm gonna take off my coat. Oh, what's this? Another coat? Let me take off this coat. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, look, another coat. How sexy. <laughs> the, this is the Russian dolls of coats. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, she's there to talk to Kieran about how wonderful he is. <laughs> that he's alive and she he's trying to like put it on her like hey thanks for saving me and she's like no i didn't do it you're a miracle and he's like nope nope you totally saved me thanks <laughs> uh but it's, it's, she's not buying it <sighs> um and she wants to come back by she's really into kieran really into it uh and then we got M- M- milchin like <laughs> He's breaking into the dojo. Of course, as you do. I mean, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what First of all, is happening? I mean, this, who are you again? Oh, yeah, you're that newspaper guy <laughs> that I've seen a handful of times, and I still can't remember who you are, and now you're breaking into the dojo. I mean, a dojo is not a kind of place I want to break into. No. It seems, like, extra dangerous. Also, he's not very good at it, and, like, he turns on, like, all the fucking lights in the office, so you can only see him. He's not going to be able to see out of the office now that all the lights in just the office are on. Yeah. And if you're breaking into some place, I feel like you're not turning the lights on because then people will know you're there. Yeah. He's terrible at, also, at he, this. He's been, he's, he's apparently been waiting for Duncan the entire time. So it's, he hasn't seen Duncan leave. So he's got to assume he's somewhere in the building. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Should have been Randy. Um. So yeah. So he's looking at their file cabinets. Dr- like, what are you gonna find in that dojo? I mean, from us as people who have seen this dojo in action for many, many uh, episodes and seasons now, he's not gonna find anything in that filing cabinet. Oh yeah. What if he found <laughs> that sex tape? <laughs> oh, the feet tape. Ugh. <laughs> that really boring sex tape. Seven years of bad luck to you. <laughs> I think that's what happens if you watch that tape. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And then there is a, uh, the silhouetted figure, who's clearly Matthew, by the way. Yeah, absolutely no question. (laughs) There's, like, like that hair alone. (laughs) Yeah, there are four people in this episode. He's one of them. I mean, come on. Yeah, um, and he goes out and shoots and kills, uh, and kills this newspaper guy. And uh, Duncan's up in his dojo and asking Richie. I guess Richie's handling the whole situation with the cops because he's like, oh, have they, the cops left yet? And Richie's like, yeah, finally. What a mess. <laughs> so I guess Duncan just leaves everything to Richie now. Yeah. I I mean, I, the guy that redoes the windows in that dojo, that dude, oh. like that guy makes money. He lives in a mansion now. Oh. All of his children have gone to college. There's. <laughs> oh, yeah. His kids are like going to fucking like Yale. Like... <laughs> It's it's glorious. 
Um, Duncan thinks that Kieran killed the newspaper guy himself. I was like, have you met Matthew, though? <laughs> have you met him? <laughs> yeah. He's a true weirdo. <laughs> have you met have you met the to- tooth-touching creep? Oh, God. So gross. Why does he do that? Why did he do that? Why did they have him do that? I mean, he's, he's, he's scary. He's scary. Uh, Duncan says, uh, look, you know, look, the son of a bitch killed this guy and dropped him at my doorstep. And I'm like... Even Kieran, like that's not his jam. Like that's not what he would do. Yeah. Also, I mean, he would kill somebody in front of you. That's he like inside your office. He's not gonna do it like weirdly behind your back. Goodness gracious. Um. So at the ashram, Kieran is there with uh, um, Matthew and. Can we talk forever about <laughs> this fucking room? They, okay, we we kind of glossed over the newspaper covering all the windows for whatever, like, Waco reason. Um, <laughs> but there's these plants hanging from the ceiling. And they are a f- at least a foot above, like, above Cage's head. At least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I don't know who's watering these. Who's watering or how them? They're being- how are they getting sunlight? Because the windows are covered with <laughs> newspapers because this is a Waco cult. I mean, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and they're not even all at the same weird height. Some no. of them are a, are, are almost heights. touching his head, and some of them seem to be two to three feet above touching his head. Like, why? 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 No, no clue. And everyone just seems okay with this. Of course. This is what God wants. By God, I mean our, our charismatic leader. <laughs> That is so weird. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I mean, from a production standpoint, I assume there's something on the other side of those windows that they just don't want filmed. Oh, yeah, definitely. For whatever reason. We can't show the McDonald's logo and the McDonald's across the street. Yes. Well, because, I mean, if you look through the the couple of windows where you can see outside, it doesn't look like it's outside. It just looks like this is strangely looking into another room. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what's over there. Or what building is this? Yeah, it's no clue. Very. They have it listed here. Let's see if they've got it listed. What this is? Nine forty six Main Street. <laughs> They're so specific on this transcript. <laughs> oh, it's like a fun little building, actually. Hmm. Little tiny building. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird place. I don't understand what it is. Oh, it looks massive on Google on <laughs> Google Maps. <laughs> a big place um but i just i don't understand the windows looking into another room i i'm with you i don't know why there's weirdo newspapers i don't know how they're watering any of those plants Mm -mm. like it's like oh i just i listen i love the idea of plants being in the room but i don't want to look at them (laughs) they just weird me out i hate plants they they want that indoor outdoor vibe but also (laughs) no thank you i feel like plants should be heard and not seen if that makes (laughs) sense it doesn't okay well i'm a cult leader so just deal with it oh my god um so kieran is like uh, he was on the phone by the way uh, clearly with duncan because he's like i know the place i had hoped this would end differently matthew is ultra concerned um and wants to go with kieran and kieran's like just just lead the afternoon meditation just (laughs) i'm fine i'm fine like, I feel so sorry for the people that went to the afternoon meditation, and this creep is just there touching his teeth and like... Oh, God. How are you supposed to meditate with that? How are you supposed to let those thoughts go? You can't, because he's right in front of you. 
reminding you of what a weird creep he is. Yeah. Matthew tells Kieran, I have no life without you, John Kieran. And Kieran says, then you must find one, Matthew. (laughs) Like, seriously, get a life. Alright, so we've got um we've got in the side parking lot over here. They're just off of holy ground, apparently. And Kieran's like, Oh, I'm sorry about that guy who died. I mean I didn't kill him, but you know. I could I could ask I could ask some people if you'd like. Like it's like, dude, come on. Um he goes, clearly one of your people killed him, and we all know it was Matthew because he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Seriously. Like, how they don't figure out it's Matthew right away? I mean, yeah. Like, honestly, like, Matthew's first scene, I'd be, like, checking, like, hey, any anybody gone missing lately? Uh, yeah. Do we check Matthew's van? Matthew doesn't have a van? <laughs> That's shocking. Um, okay. All right, well, I... Oh, did any God. stolen vans in the news? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Kier says, what will it take to convince you that I've redeemed myself? And Duncan's like, more than a few prayers. <laughs> yeah, redeem? Like, how, what's it going to take to convince you I've redeemed myself? Yeah. Um, Sir, that's not your call to make. Yeah. I, you, Kieran uh, says, uh, I'm not going to fight you. And Duncan's like, that's fine. <laughs> make it fucking easier on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he says, I'll cut you where you stand. Um, Dunk, uh, Kieran says, if you've judged me, then that's what I deserve. Get uh, the fuck out of here, off. Kieran. Because, like, honestly, like, either way, like, Duncan's in the clear here. Because, like, yeah, if he does decide to kill him, it's fine. Like, no yeah. loss. No loss. Yeah. Um, if he decides to show him mercy, then okay, also fine. I guess. I, I'm i not okay with him showing him mercy. I really wanted him to kill him, I but mean, that's I mean, he seemingly is not I, doing anything bad at the moment except, you know, a cult. So I, I gotta know more info about this cult, but, uh... Yeah. yeah. It's not good. It's not good. I just don't... I mean, I, th- I think if he, we left it at him just, like, helping people, fine, I guess. But, like, he's still since turned that into people treating him like a god and him being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's not... He's not as evil, but sure. he's not not dangerous. Exactly. Um, you know, and again, we're, we're gonna get to this flashback now of the fucking empty village, mm-hmm. and so that's not that long ago. <laughs> like, he can clearly, quickly turn evil again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're getting this flashback because that's what Kieran said changed him. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't. This, they shouldn't have put this in the episode. He could have had a monologue a, like, like, yeah. it, if Listen, yes, show don't tell, unless you can't, you don't have the budget and capability on a television show to show. Because, like, <laughs> this looks so bad. Like, because he's just wandering around, and there's, like, like the bloody clothes, like, on, like, these little wooden crosses in the ground. And he's just having, a, like, a meltdown over it. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they murdered all these kids. Yes, you can! Yeah. yeah. You, like, said, ah, they're gonna kill the kids. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, that was, like, and ten minutes ago. And then you twirled ago. your mustache and ran. Ten minutes ago, you said, I stole the coke, and I'm going to be 
rich, 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 rich. Die, kids. And then he left. And then he came back to kill Duncan. His goal was to murder Duncan. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh my god, they killed all the kids. I see their clothes. Like, yeah. I, I don't, like, you, listen, if you have to show a flashback, I, I need, I need, okay, just show his face and, like, have him talk about seeing a body of, a, a pile of burning bodies. Like, you have to do something more dramatic than some clothes with blood on them on some really shitty looking, like, crosses. Yeah. Um, and, he, okay, so also I want to just mention before he gets to the the bodies. So he flew himself back. There was nobody else on that plane because originally I thought maybe there was a pilot and he was just on it. And I was like, How's, what does this pilot think of this guy getting off with the sword? But it was just him coming out. Yeah. So, But also his sword is amazing. Oh, it's great. I got to say, I am loving that sword. Yeah. It is it's real wide. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a Roman sword. It's uh, ah. it's the one he took from uh, um, uh, Flavius Salva Sulla. Wow, it's very cool. And then we get to this horrific scene. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but right before we got to see the sword, and it was like, oh, it's true. cool, cool sword, dude. <laughs> and for five seconds, I became a sword nerd. <laughs> Careful, careful. And then the sword, the scene brought me out of it. And I was like, ah, why? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just so bad. It's not good. I don't buy it. Like, I just don't, can't buy it. No, it's it's really gross. It's a really gross scene. Um, But yeah, that's what turned him around. It, was, it he, wasn't the... I mean, I, I don't know what, what he did with all the heroin that he had in that plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, what it, it didn't turn him around when he left all those people to die. Correct. But when he yeah. saw their clothes with some blood on them, that yeah. broke. Like, I unbelievable. If you listen, if you had said he came, yeah, I came back and I tried to find you, but you're already gone. And then something else happened in Cambodia because there's plenty of terrible things that happened in Cambodia. Yeah. yeah. Like plenty. Like if you, I, but I don't know. It needed to be something more dramatic, and it needs to have not have been something that he openly, knowingly did. <laughs> yeah. And then like, okay, so so we go back to the present and he's telling Duncan, he's like, you know, he goes, oh, what they did to the children. Duncan says, yeah, I know I was there. And Karen says, then maybe this is as it should be. Like he's at this point, he's fine with Duncan just fucking taking him yeah. out, which I'm just like, you know what? Maybe that is his redemption. Yeah. His redemption is dying for every terrible thing he did. Yeah. And I just, the thing is, like, and that, when he does say that, is the closest I've come to believing him. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the problem. It's like, I, I, because I think they wanted to keep it kind of a mystery up in the air. But I just, yeah. I, I don't feel any sympathy for him. I don't trust no. him. I kind of no. believe him in this moment, which is why I'm willing to give him a little bit of a chance. But, like, he's so awful. Yeah, I think it's still, even if, even if he, he totally turned around, I, how can you tell that that's going to be the case forever and always as him being an immortal? Like, yeah. I just, I, I think the best thing is to, to, to put him down. <laughs> just put him down. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but honestly, like, just kill him. I mean, um, <laughs> like, listen, there's so many of these fucking immortals and yeah. like, you've done 1200 years of terrible shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, do 20, like, I, I mean, 
and again, fuck justice and fuck, you know, uh, paying for crimes or whatever. None of that matters. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't trust that this guy isn't going to do another 1,200 no. years of terrible shit. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we really should take out all the immortals, and we should all have been on uh, fucking Horton's side for that point. But, you know, I... Yeah, but then you'd have to, like, be on Horton's exactly. side. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I want Horton to be taken out as well. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's the only one that could stay. Definitely. <laughs> let's leave Joe. Let's leave Richie. They can have a wonderful relationship for as long as Joe is still alive, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> Done. And Amanda. Amanda. Amanda can stay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and her new... Her, the new be immortal there we go yeah the four of them they they could stay (laughs) and have adventures fun fun times sexy adventures (laughs) sure i'm down i'm down let's do it um (laughs) uh, yeah and so kieran is like ready to go and duncan should have taken him out yeah he really should have and he doesn't and he does like this weak ass thing where he like hits to the side of him and just looks like he's gonna be sick himself and um, Kieran says, you're the better man, McLeod. You always were. And then gets up and leaves and then, like, has a little cackle. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been. And then he pulls he, out a sword. He, yeah. No, he, he just steps, like, right, uh, right over the threshold onto Holy Land and laughs. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh. And then he presses a button and, like, a fucking flying sword, like, chops yeah. Diane's head off. Exactly. <laughs> Why hasn't someone come up with that? Oh, seriously. <laughs> um, this is, in this scene, Joe is like real pissed at Duncan for not killing, uh, uh, Kieran. I mean, he's so pissed off that he's, he's, uh, taken a towel and made it into a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty pissed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess I should have also mentioned <laughs> Matthew was being a creep, creep like normal. Yeah. <laughs> And was listening to that whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that was really important. Sorry, guys. Sorry I missed that. Um, but he's such a creep. Like, I couldn't pick out one time he wasn't, so. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. So, yeah. What the f- Why? Yeah. Why is Joe wearing this? Joe is wearing the most absorbent, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> wide, wide-necked shirt. Yeah. Super wide-necked. Like, it should be, like, off one shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe's going through his Madonna face. But also his his need for a very absorbent shirt. Yeah, that's a real function over fashion look. Listen, sometimes I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to pay for uh, towels for the bar, so I just buy these shirts that I can. Just a terry cloth shirt. Weird, <laughs> weird choice, Joe. That's bad. Um. And, you know, he's asking Duncan what, what happened because he knew he wanted to kill him. And uh, he said, Kieran was willing to let me judge him. Cage would never have done that. He was willing to die rather than fight me. And that's the only reason he didn't kill him. And Joe says, which I agree with, all that means is he's a good judge of character. He knew that you wouldn't kill him if he, he didn't defend himself. Yeah. He says, Cage is evil. He's not stupid. And I totally, totally 100% agree with Joe. I also think that that's the case. Yeah. I, Duncan's killed people for less. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't even know why he why he really, really killed that, that one guy in the, the parking lot of the of the sex tape video episode. I mean because um, yeah, the other two guys were evil, but like no, what did they do immediately? Um, well, no, in the sex tape video, one of the guys had, had made him get lost in a maze. From hundreds of years ago. Yeah, but like, I mean, he couldn't find his way out. He was... 
<laughs> Mentally, he was still stuck in that maze oh, until it killed him. <laughs> he, I mean, it was very traumatic for him. Like, he was just in there, and all he could hear was the sound of his own voice. And that was terrifying in that episode, <laughs> if you'll remember. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Tekken's so stupid. He says, I'm beginning to think if it think it wouldn't be Cage I'd be killing. That maybe he'd already he'd be dead already. It's like what the fuck are you talking Get about? Shut up, you yeah. nerd. And Joe says exactly what you were thinking, Brad, which is okay. He's not the same person, but I don't see how twenty years of doing good deeds begins to cover it. <laughs> like, this is yeah, yeah, like and also like he could just change overnight. I, I, I mean, I, again, <laughs> I, it's people can change. Um, sure, sure. I it's good that people change. I hope he's sure. changed, but like. I, I I don't know how you gauge an immortal that's been alive since, you know, 701, yeah. their change. Yeah. And I need a little bit more than I saw some bloody clothes of people that I knowingly <laughs> and willingly led to death. <laughs> there were children, by the way. Um, Joe questions Duncan why he's not judge, jury, and executioner, by the way. And that part, I was like, well, Joe, okay, let's not go crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Duncan either to yeah, do that. Yeah, no, 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 so. no, 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 no. Uh, so yeah, they, this, this is their their little uh, lovers' quarrel. So <laughs> that was that in the episode. Um, we still have a whole seed of fucking Matthew <laughs> being a real creep. Um, I actually think this is funny because Duncan doesn't fucking care because he knows this guy doesn't know he's immortal. So he's like, "Yeah, shoot me, I don't fucking care." <laughs> and it's real funny because Matthew does not know what to do with this. Um, and, and Duncan also knows he's creepily in the corner and doesn't barely even turn around to acknowledge him. I mean, yeah. if, if you ignore him, maybe he'll go away. <laughs> uh, so Duncan's like, also, like, why'd you kill that newspaper guy? And he's like, look, I warned him. I told him to mind his own business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Duncan asks, are you here to warn me or shoot me? And Matthew just wants to know who, who Cage is. And what does he have to do with John Kieran? <laughs> it's like Matthew. Hi. Oh boy. God, like you were you were eavesdropping, right? Like you what did you not hear any of it? Yeah. And he goes, and what was all that stuff about the children? <laughs> and why did you have a sword? Matthew's asking all the questions. <laughs> and then uh Duncan feels Kieran and he's like, Well, Kieran's here, so I guess I'll let him tell you. <laughs> this whole scene, I love how nonchalant Duncan is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Duncan needs to, like, invest in the better locks. Yeah. Because people yeah. are breaking into this place all the time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so he goes, he lets Karen in. Karen with his pants pulled all the way up to his nipples. God, I just, <laughs> I mean, he's such an old man. I know. This is so bad. Um, Matthew's also ready to shoot people at any time. No, yeah. So did Karen take the stairs, I guess, to come up? Because <laughs> uh, he yeah. didn't take the ele- elevator thing. <laughs> yeah, seemingly. I just don't know how many times we see people use the stairs. They tend yeah. to come up that little yeah. elevator guy. Um, so Kieran's like, look, Cage just used to be someone who I was. I'm not him anymore. Just give me the gun. And and Duncan goes, we've already talked about that. He's not, he's not going to do that. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> And he's like, oh, come on, Matthew, just just give me the gut. And now Matthew's mad because he's like, oh, you lied to me. Um, Matthew's also um, 
you know, kind of kind of wacky. So he's yeah, <laughs> he's got like lots of weird father issues. Like he keeps talking about so many. Just keeps talking about like when I, like when a father is yelling at his son and ah ah ah. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, like, it's not good. He just he just wants Kieran to be his daddy. Yeah, he says all that stuff you told us. It was a con, wasn't it? You're worse than me. Worse than my daddy. At least he never lied about what he was. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I mean, you know that you're going to get shot when someone's, like, talking about their daddy issues with holding a gun. Yo, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Karen says, you're going to have to face what you did. And Matthew says, uh... What are what are you the police? What are you gonna do about it? Or what are the police gonna do about it? Like nobody's gonna do anything. And Karen's like, whatever we face, we'll face it together, Matthew. And it's like, well, yeah, no, you you're gonna be a fucking immortal, and this guy's gonna like. Also, you're an immortal. You're gonna piece out of there. Yeah. Um. So he tries to get gun. Matthew shoots him. But I think it's crazy that now at this point, this is where Karen pretty much stays down and stays out till the end of the episode. I, I was shocked that he didn't pop back in. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't kill me, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's just a fucking coward, and he just is like, he doesn't feel like dealing with it, because oh, yeah. he hasn't changed. He just doesn't want to deal with it. He'll let he'll let Duncan deal with it, because <sighs> he's a terrible person. I don't believe he changed very much at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Now you've got all the cops. Why do the cops listen to Duncan at all for as long as they do? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, just the idea of cops just not immediately murdering people is, is yeah. wildly shocking. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, Duncan just keeps yelling back at them, like, hey, we're fine. Like, just stay there. It's like, what? Well, cops would never listen to you. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the what we're supposed to believe is that the cops are under the impression that it's a hostage situation. Yeah. And that Duncan's the hostage who's, you know, speaking for the, yeah, the I lunatic. Because they say, they do, there is some yeah. line in there about, you got a hostage, but, um, sure. And I, you know, it's, it's 1995. We don't realize that, like, cops are only trained to murder people and not uh, give a fuck about hostages. So yeah, I guess by this time we'd already had Rodney King, so I don't know. Oh yeah, but but the writer, the writers are white guys in the nineties, so oh that's true, that's true. Okay, so most honestly, odds are whatever they wrote on before this was probably a cop show because there's we, o- we so only my family only moved to a whole different state, but okay, <laughs> sure. Oh, well, <laughs> um. Yeah, so Matthew and Duncan are talking, and Matthew does keep uh, saying he's going to murder Duncan as well. And Duncan's whole thing is like, this isn't what Kieran would have wanted. It's like, oh god. Um, and uh, Matthew comes out like guns a blaze, blaze into the cops, and then we get a freeze frame. It's great. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I just couldn't believe we'd had a freeze frame in this episode. I, I don't know why I was shocked, but I was. <laughs> So, um, bonkers. so, so bonkers, so yeah. bonkers. Like we're not, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna pay for some squibs. No, thank you. No. Um. By the way, I just looked to see. You know, I was gonna look and see if the writer of this episode had written uh, cop shows. And, oh God. And, <laughs> um. This writer, uh, that uh, wrote. Um. I'm sorry. We're. I'm looking at. Uh, Jim McKeechuk. Um, there's a show here that this guy wrote on Mom (laughs) P.I. 
Uh, which, by the way, has both Emily Perkins and uh, Claire's best friend, Alex Daiken. Um Oh my god. So, that's, uh, that show <laughs> looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like looking at his stuff. He hasn't actually written No, not a lot, lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. But some of these are probably, some of these could be cop things. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he was a writer on Heathcliff, the movie. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, this is, it's just, the, I, I just was shocked. I was shocked by the freeze frame. That's, yeah. I don't know any other way no, to put it's, it. I it's could wild. Not be, um, I mean, this episode, this episode has no budget. I like, they are clearly, I, they spent all that yeah. money on the helicopter. Yeah. Uh, so now we are, um, somewhere outside Seacouver <laughs> and <laughs> Kieran says, it's my fault. My need for redemption caused two people to die. Dude. If you're worried about these two fucking people, <laughs> like, get out of here, Karen. Like, uh, and again, this is this is so fucking selfish. My need for redemption. Like, that's all in your head, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, y- you aren't rectifying any wrongs you did because you did 1,200 years of them, and no one, no one's a- a- alive that directly knows of those things except yeah. Duncan, I guess. So, if, I guess if anything, maybe you should be like, I don't know, delivering baked goods to Duncan every day because I don't know what else you do. <laughs> no one else has been directly affected. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Him delivering baked goods to Duncan. Hey, Duncan. A cake. Here's some. Here's a basket of muffins. Hey, you know, again, so sorry about <laughs> selling you out to the fascists in the Spanish Civil War. I did bring some cupcakes. Hope you're oh hungry. Oh God. Um. Yeah, and. Kira says, maybe someday we'll meet again. Who knows? We might even be friends. And he holds out his hand. And Duncan, for a minute, almost doesn't take his hand. Yeah. And then just tells him, you better get going. So I will say in the uh, DVD extras here, the writers and creative consultants and all of those things uh, did talk about this idea at the end of the episode that Duncan truly has not... He doesn't know how he feels about Kieran. Which is the correct like way he, to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that, I feel like they did a good job at the end of this episode of portraying that because it is like he let him live, but there's not really quote unquote forgiveness yeah. there. It's just, we'll see what happens kind of thing. Yeah. Which that, I, that's fine, yeah. I guess. I guess. I much rather have, I, I rather have had a quickening this episode. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I suppose. I mean, I would um, rather have had fucking Wacko, um, you know, over here enough to know that he needs to cut off his head, and then he kills yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, like, that would have been I, fun. That, that, like, it was right there. They could have done it. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was the episode. <laughs> That's it. That's all we've got. Um, best dress, worst dress. Ooh. I'm gonna say Duncan's Spanish Civil War outfit. Yeah, no, that's cool. He looks cool. Looks cool as yeah, fuck. He really does. I'm like, wow, look at you. I'm gonna, even though Claire's not here, I'm gonna say, sh- I'm gonna force her to say hi, beef, for, for the flashback for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Claire, that's just the way it goes. You're not here. I'm gonna decide for you. Uh, we're stressed. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be Kieran, but like, which one? <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I was gonna say, even Cage's, like, <laughs> his outfit were, like, the the um, camo he was wearing. Yeah. The- <laughs> With the weird pockets. With the pockets going crooked. Like, what is that? <laughs> what cheap 
ass costume did you find? I went that to the in? military surplus store and bought the uh, the weird offset discount rack stuff. Oh, I just thought someone went to Party City and uh, yeah. <laughs> got an army Halloween costume. Seriously, it's that's bad. But I I don't know. Oh, uh, also his yeah, all his old man looks. Yeah, his, just... his, the courtyard outfit that I thought was like a prison rig out. Oh God, it's so bad. He's got like the blue shirt with the navy pants that are ugh. Oh, but you also have Joe wearing the function over fashion sweater. <laughs> yeah, but that's good that's good for mopping up a spill. <laughs> Just take your sleeve. He is brawny. Who needs <laughs> Who needs the quicker picker up or when he is he's it. Yeah. There ugh. were a lot of bad fashions is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Truly. I don't know, Brad, which one which one is the worst though? Is it the prison <sighs> outfit? <laughs> I mean, I think I think the prison outfit because like there's no excuse yeah. for that. Yeah. Like theoretically, someone made him it's, wear the it's military really, outfit. It's really terrible. Yeah, it's really terrible. And I and I will say, uh, runner up for best dress, I'm gonna say Richie in that all black. Yeah. Black number. Absolutely. He looked really good. Absolutely. I was like, wow, that's. Can we have more of that? Like, he looked like a badass. I'm, I mean, I know Claire is finally coming around to, to liking Richie, although I feel like deep down she loved him all along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always, you know, I've been fond-ish of Richie, but like, they're really stepping it up with him. Yeah. And I like it. I, I appreciate it. And again, I, I pointed out already, but I'll say it again. Presentable Anne outfit, sweater and jeans. Yeah. Just because yeah. she very rarely wears normal human clothes. No, because later in the outfit, she does not. Or mm-hmm. later in the outfit. Outfit. Later in the <laughs> the episode, she does not wear a presentable outfit. No. It's like, what is this? What is she wearing? She's wearing I don't six understand. coats. God, you know, because you know, sometimes yeah, you you know, she wanted to go to visit Duncan later and, and have a sexy surprise where she came over just wearing a coat, but it was oh, a little chilly, God. so she decided to put on six of those coats. But there's nothing underneath not, them. I do not like. Um. All right, who won? Who lost? <sighs> I mean. Did I mean Kieran didn't get murdered? Yeah. Like he kept his head and fucking like just went on. And he got a handshake, which like yeah. he's such a selfish little bitch that like yeah yeah. I mean he got just what he wanted. Like and honestly, I'm with Joe. I think he just played Duncan. Yeah, I think he just played him. Absolutely. And he just got away with it. Yeah. No big deal. And uh, I'm sure. And and they got rid of Matthew. It's, yeah. He doesn't have to worry about that he guy have to worry anymore. About that creep. He probably he probably snatched some of those millions. Let's be real. Yeah, abs. God, I hate him, and he won. Yeah. Who lost? Uh, I can't say reporter. Reporter, reporter. Yeah, for sure. Also, he was terrible at breaking in. Like, yeah, not yeah. that he should have lost over that, but that was part of him being a loser. Truth. <laughs> a way of breaking in. All right, Brad. Do you want to tell me what's happening next time? Oh, guys, next time it's episode fourteen, "Song of the Executioner." <laughs> What do you think? What would an executioner say? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. I'm just thinking of like one of the dog songs from Love on a Leash. Like, I'm an executioner and I like to kill people. Sure do like a murdering people for the state. It's my job. It's not murder when I do it because it's my job. A-OK, I'm an executioner. <laughs> Uh, In the 1600s, McLeod sought refuge for a time in a monastery founded by Paul, another immortal. Oh, we're dealing with some cowards. It's going to be cowered up. Oh, God. There he encountered K. 
Callus, an immortal monk. Another one with a heavenly singing voice. So it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a chorus of cowards. Um, when McCloud discovered that Callus was routinely taking the heads of immortals as they left the sanctuary, McCloud and Paul expelled Callus <laughs> from the monastery, separating him from the music that was his life. Now in the present, Paul and his choir have been lured out of their monastery for a concert tour. <laughs> Uh, uh, when Paul disappears after a concert, McCloud dis- discovers that Callus is after his revenge. All right, I'll stop there. Okay, so... I- oh, I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry. I do have to read at least the beginning of the next sentence. Meanwhile, okay. two mysterious deaths at the hospital. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know what that's about. Oh, yeah. I see in, in the IMDb one, she's she's second sentence. Uh, so it's just... Uh. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to finish that <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just started reading a sentence, and, like, I turns out it's going to get good. Meanwhile, two mysterious deaths at the hospital seem to be linked to negligence on Anne's part. <laughs> I love it. Oh. What if what if Anne's a murderer? God. She's an angel of death. That wouldn't shock me at all. That's Not how we all. get rid like, of I've... Anne. We find yeah. out that she's secretly a murderer. Yeah. Um, she's actually tried to kill Duncan like eight times and can't figure out how he's not dying. <laughs> That's why she's always prying into his shit. Oh no, I'm not gonna read anything from IMDb because it makes me sad. So anyway, we'll just have to watch next time. I uh, I will say I'm just like okay. So this guy Callus. Okay, Paul is an immortal who's living in a monastery, much like our our dear departed friend. <laughs> Who's also a coward. But this callous guy was low-key pretending to be a monk, but then killing everyone once they left Holy Ground? Yeah, that's hilarious that's, to me. I mean, uh, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, fish in a barrel. Just Absolutely. <laughs> just like, just like that, that kid that last week laugh. with the waiting for Duncan to get back from Holy Ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I, I don't know why I find that so funny, but just the idea of, like, this immortal just, like, hanging out at, like, the like one of the exits, like, one of the gates, and, like, they open it up, and he just takes her head. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all for this episode of, of uh, Highlander, the episode Blind Faith. Claire was gonna send us feedback, but I don't know how to that. Mm. So I, like I said, I, I'm just gonna say she said hi, Beef. Um, this is her favorite episode, actually. That's probably why she couldn't send us feedback. Yeah, she, she, she loves Anne. She loves, she loves. Oh, yeah. She's, she's on the fence with Richie again. Um, oh no! But definitely <laughs> loves Anne. Yeah, yeah. And wants to borrow her clothes, mm-hmm. all of them. <laughs> Loved. I mean, she was against what we thought was worse dress because she loved old man nipple pants. Oh, yeah. She loved it. The only thing she loves more than that is toweling off with one of Joe's shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Then uh, anything else, Brad? No. All right. We're out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via notscott at reactionary-sass.com on facebook.com slash groups slash notscott and at notquitescott on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com. <laughs>